The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to Neo Reality Collective. We're back with the 28th episode officially of the NRC brand. And yeah, we had to wait a couple. I had to wait a little bit to talk about this. So uh, uh, on January 18th, I, I wanted to wait more about the details about this. But yeah, Microsoft and Xbox announced that yes. We are going to buy Activision Blizzard and King and to join our mighty empire. And this was the big talk of the town that week because now it was like, oh, oh, we, we got something here. Like this is the develop, this is not just the, a developer. This is a publisher they're buying out and they already bought Bethesda and we all know how big of a deal that was. Now, now they have free reign to do virtually whatever they want now. And they're pay, paying a huge hefty price of nearly 70 to $75 billion. The estimate was 69, but estimations could be that it reaches up to 75. But uh, yeah. And when I heard this, I was like, I'll support this. If it means we get rid of Bobby Kotick and his evil, 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 evil stooges. Because, let's, let's be real, that's the one thing people are hoping for. There was reports by the Wall Street Journal that came out that said, yes, he is indeed going to leave when the deal is over. So basically he gets a parachute out of here with cash. <laughs> and whatnot for all his muhahaing and evilness he did. But, yeah, it, it it's a big deal that... Please note, we know the games they do create. Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, Starcraft, and all these big third-party titles. And I find a little bit of irony in it because, because they now own Spyro once the deal closes and all the legal stuff is over with. They'll own Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. And I'm like, man, that, that's something. It's something to hear that they now own what was originally Sony stuff, but corporate talk happened. Uh, Guitar Hero, uh, Phil Spencer wants to also bring back Guitar Hero last I heard. But yeah, hearing the 
As part of the article that came out, it says, As a team, we are on a mission to extend the joy community of gaming to everyone on the planet. We all know that gaming is the most vibrant and dynamic form of entertainment worldwide, and we experience the power of social connection and friendship that gaming makes possible. As we pursue that mission, it is incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard. So, this is where I'm going to go with. So, remember a few months ago where Phil Spencer came out and says, we are going to reevaluate our relationship with Activision Blizzard when the scandal broke out about them and what the horrible, horrible, horrible freaking stuff they did? Well... They certainly reevaluated it. They're basically gonna buy all the people out there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Over many decades, the studios and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned earned vast wellsprings of joy and respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have the chance to work with the amazing, talented, dedicated people across Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Bionics, De Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity War King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. And this is the important part. Uh, until the transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal, once the deal is complete, the Activision Blizzard business will report to me as CEO of Microsoft Gaming, Phil Spencer. Uh, upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, which is the big deal about all this because you're paying a small amount a month to basically get the entire catalog. Of the xbox brand along with a bunch of third-party titles both new titles and games from activision blizzard's incredible catalog we also announced today that game pass now has more than 25 million subscribers as always we look forward to continuing to add more value and more game great games to the game pass the fantastic franchises across activision blizzard will also accelerate our plans for cloud gaming aka accelerate our plan for global conquest and that is what this is this is Disney Global Conquest, where Disney, where, so this is the thing I'm going to bring up, and James Stephanie Sterling brought this up. They said that Microsoft is essentially trying to be the Disney empire of gaming, whereas, and while you could make the argument they are a monopoly with, with Disney and the Mongolian empire status they hold over the gaming industry, they're still all the somewhat big empire smaller empires but they're not disney so therefore disney owns a huge percentage of the market but yet all the other studio all the other big movie publishers could argue well if we combine our sketches uh that, that will be um we will actually be having a bigger market share than disney by a technicality standpoint wait so yeah th that's basically what activision activision blizzard and microsoft's team up is basically being where they're like oh we're like the big publisher but we're not like the ultimate publisher the only source because there's tencent there's sony there's nintendo and nintendo's pretty much the thing doing on its side stuff but yeah Allowing more people in places around the world to participate in the Xbox community using phones, tablets, laptops, and other devices you already own. Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms, so we plan to continue to support those communities moving forward. As a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey of inclusion in every aspect of the gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand, while treating every person with dignity and respect. So you are kicking out Bobby Kotick after this.
We are looking forward to extending our culture of provocative inclusion, pro I mean, proactive inclusion to the great teams across the Activision Blizzard brand. Around the world, there is no more exciting venue for fun and connection than video games, and there has been never been a better time to play hey, than right now. As we extend our joy and community of gaming to everyone, we look forward to welcoming all our friends at Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. Huge, huge deal. Uh, so, in a reported email from Bobby Kotick, who is also trying to take the piss on everything, they believe he believes that the deal will close if everything goes correctly, once all the legal stuff is processed and everything, will go down probably next year in June 2023. Which means that will give Bobby Kotick, unless he's arrested or something, and something big happens on his front, uh, happens and he's in jail, uh... Let's go with that. So, if if anything happens between now and June 2023, Bobby Kotek will somehow legally get away with all the horrible things he's done, and basically and basically cripple his company as much as he can until the company is bought is officially sold by Microsoft, and then he'll just get away with all the money he gets out of this and gets to sit for the rest of his days in his little Kingdom Hill, Hill and destroy and take pleasure in the fact that he got away with it. Oh, I hate the capitalistic system we've built up inadvertently. But, yeah. But there is a thing going on with the whole business. So, Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal will actually be reportedly reviewed by the FTC, which admit, has taken a recently admit more aggressive stance from the government agency on big tech mergers. Bloomberg reports that a source pointed to the FCC taking a lead role in investigating the proposed takeover, a job it handles alongside the Justice Department. The role is to review to determine whether the near $70 billion could harm consumers, rivals, and partners. On the same day as Microsoft's deal was announced, the Justice Department FCC plans to rewrite merger guidelines, warned that the U.S. industries has become increasingly con concentrated. FTC Chair Lena Khan, Khan said that such concentration could lead to price rises and lower wages. The Wall Street Journal also previously reported that FTC will is particularly concerned with big tech companies like Microsoft and that Khan has been reframing the argument against major mergers not just by its traditional effect on the consumer and rivals, but to partner companies, for instance, those who are effectively forced to sell through Apple Store or Amazon's digital storefront. And they've also recently sued, sued to block two huge mergers, such as Navindi's purchase of ARM and Lockheed's Martin's takeover of rocket engine manufacturer Aerart Rocket Drive Holdings. Where the FTC has a similar case to be made regarding Microsoft and Activision Blizzard remains to be seen. An illegal expert tells IGN the deal is unlikely to break current antitrust laws, but it seems clear that the deal will be receiving more scrutiny than the Activision than the Microsoft acquisition of Zenimax Media. Hmm. Good point, but since the deal has been said not to break any current antitrust laws, the only person I can see actually making a change in that law is dead for over 100 years now, so basically he's not going to do anything about it. Yeah, this is the thing I'm going to say. Like, to this day, I think if Theodore Roosevelt or any member of his family were, you know, just as dedicated to the trust wars than the Roosevelts were, I would think he would probably be saying something about this. Especially with all the horrible scandals that have gone out in the industry. But yeah, uh, unless everyone suddenly decided to be Theodore Roosevelt, I don't see this changing. And even Microsoft CEO doesn't see Activision Blizzard's acquisition being blocked. So, yeah.
The CEO of Microsoft has said that, she, that he doesn't believe Microsoft's acquisition would be blocked by the United States Federal Trade Commission. Oh, I believe they should go and also investigate Logan Paul and his crypto scam, but that was last year. But, you know, they're not going to bring that up ever again. I'm like one of the few people that are probably bringing it up to this day that WWE got this guy and then he commits feral crimes and gets away with it because he's Logan Paul, bitch. But yeah, talking to Financial Times, the CEO said that the deal would only place Microsoft as the third largest publisher in the world and the fragmentation of the market would prevent them from gaining a monopoly. So yeah, this is the thing. So the thing that is brought up, I believe Tencent, you know, the giant Chinese tech company that dominates the world essentially through, through scummy trade deals and Activision Blizzard has a deal with them. So I wonder how that's gonna go. Um, there's also the whole the whole stuff going on with Sony and Nintendo rocking around. That that is a question, and let's be real. Uh, Jane Stephanie Sterling also said that they don't see they see they could easily see Microsoft acquiring as part of their plan to expand Japan down the road. They could try to try to get Capcom because their tiles are great, or they could get the guaranteed golden ticket that is Square Enix, the company they've tried to buy for decades, for about a decade or so right now, and always were laughed out of it, because, but Japanese laws are a lot different than American laws, so uh, there might be a problem with that. Uh, do I think they'll try and buy Capcom or Square Enix? Probably. I think they'll definitely try to go for Square Enix again if they can finally finalize it. The only company that would surprise me at this point, if anyone was even interested, would be Nintendo, like Jane Stephanie Sterling said, where they said that Nintendo's just kind of in its own little dimension, pocket dimension, just doing its own thing and not really curtailing to the trends of the business executive world. They're just off in their own dimension, hanging out. And Sony, meanwhile, yeah, they lost $20 billion out of this when Activision Blizzard's announcement was made because now Sony was in this position where they can, while they still have great first party games, they can't really justify third party tiles as much now because you don't know, will it stick with Activ will Activision Blizzard's third party tiles go stay on PlayStation or will they all be reduced to first party tiles for Xbox? Well, it was confirmed by Phil Spencer that they will keep their promises and they will keep their deals like they did with Bethesda and whatnot, where they're going to have titles on the PlayStation. But the problem, of course, is it's not just that. Well, that, well, that probably allocates their fears and preserves a little bit of safety on their net. They can now no longer get that idea construct where they could say, we're having our own Game Pass system because Sony was finally developing a PlayStation Game Pass system in response to Microsoft after like two years of waiting, getting into the game a little late, aren't we? And the idea was that they're going to have all these titles. The first, party the first party titles are one thing, but to get third party titles now, it's like, oh dear, we can't promise that now. So the value of the game pass is still there so therefore microsoft still kind of wins in this so i was wondering what is Bun what is sony's response to this i mean like 
they lost $20 billion out of this reveal when their stock crashed over that. But I was curious what would be their response or or if they would try and gun for EA. Like, that was what I was saying. I was like, will they buy EA in response because EA and Activision Blizzard are destined to do this forever? And whatnot? I don't know. But... I will point this out. What they announced this that uh, about two weeks later, about a week or so later, when I heard this, I was like, okay, I didn't see that coming, but I don't think that's the response they were going to do. Like, I, like, like I'm not going to say like Sony buying this particular company was a direct response. Their announcement was probably a direct response, but they've probably been having this negotiation for a while now. Now, uh, I don't think, and now this is kind of, and people are concerned now this is turning into a video game arms race for gaming supremacy to buy more third party studios and companies to build up their respective brands to build mighty empires. Because Sony has responded, we're buying Bungie. Yeah, we're buying Destiny, essentially. So, it was announced on Sony's site that today I'm happy to announce Bungie will be joined the PlayStation family. First off, I want to be very clear to the community that Bungie will remain independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. As such, we believe it makes sense for this to sit us alongside the PlayStation Studios organization and we are incredibly excited about the opportunities for synergies and collaboration between two world-class groups. Yeah, haven't they been struggling with Destiny and people have just kind of lost interest in it? Like, I, I hardly hear anything talked about it besides they're blocking stuff again. I've spent a lot of time with Pete Patterson, Jason Jones, and the Bungie management team to develop the right relationship where they will be fully backed and supported by Sony Interactive Entertainment and able to do what they do best, build incredible worlds that captivate millions of people. Yeah, except uh, all their stuff kind of is owned by other people, and Microsoft has the big cash cow Halo on their side, so... Problem there? Bungie's world-class expertise in multi-platform development and live gaming services will help deliver on our vision of expanding PlayStation to hundreds of millions of gamers. Bungie is a great innovator and has incre developed incredible proprietary tools that will help the PlayStation Studio arc achieve new heights under... Herman Hulst's leadership. So, yeah, well, the thing, so whereas Sony, so whereas Microsoft and that were basically trying to expand the Gaming Pass platform, Sony's looking more into live service games, and you know how that has worked out so far. So, the head of PlayStation Studios said, I am absolutely thrilled to announce that a new member will be joining the PlayStation family. I've been a fan of Bungie for many years, I've admired and enjoyed the games that they create, and have great respect for the skill-building world that gamers want to explore again and again. Bungie makes games with outstanding technology that are enormously fun to play, they also have unmatched dedication to the communities that they play their games. Everyone at PlayStation, PlayStation Studios, will be excited about what we can share and learn from them. I have spent a great deal of time with the senior team, and it is clear their experience and skills are highly comp complementary to our own. We will be ready to welcome but support Bungie as they continue to grow. I can't wait to see what the future holds for this incredible team. Meanwhile, Pete Par Parsons, uh, CEO of Bungie, went ahead and basically did the same thing, but talked about the creative freedom, the three decades and counting, and what they have for the future. One thing that was brought up is that they were exploring the idea of a streaming platform before the whole talk with Sony happened. So, yeah, that, that was the thing. So, to hear all this is 
fairly interesting. It does concern me about does this now look like it's going to turn into a video game arms race again between Sony and Microsoft as they try to buy out more companies to build their mighty platforms to get ready for another big, big widespread console war? Hope not, but... Yeah, and like I said, Nintendo's just kind of on the side, just relaxing and just reading their, and playing with the Nintendo Switch. It's like, oh, the video games are at war with each other. Okay. Uh, should we get on that? No, we're, we kind of just do our own thing. Okay. So yeah, that, that's basically what, what Nintendo's basically done. They've just stayed out of all the drama and try to be a good company. But yeah. Uh, it's gonna be interesting because I, I honestly was thinking I, I have a feeling Sony would plan to respond to something soon or would start planning prepare, preparations for a response and I thought that response would be with EA not announce Bungie which is kind of funny when you think about it from Microsoft stole this but Microsoft has essentially bought their old gaming franchises so Sony basically said that we're gonna take the studio that made you a household name for gamers Oh man, except the household names kind of moved to 343, so they're basically buying the brand name and Destiny, and Destiny, I kind of lost faith in that. What could have been an interesting franchise kind of derailed greatly for me, but I just find it funny. Like, I, I just find this really funny a little bit. Uh, like I said, like I said, I'm more worried about what the consumers are going to do to each other when they start battling over console wars, even though Sony and Microsoft have teamed up on several occasions just to work on proprietary ideas. But, yeah, it, it's a big deal for the industry lately. Microsoft and Sony certainly are looking like, looking like, I don't know if this is for certain, and like some people have been saying, they think that this is going to turn into another console arms rate video game arms race between the two mega publishers to buy out more studios and developers to get their to get their platforms ready for the next big battle and like i said microsoft could now be on the plate now to think we can try and get them we can try and get square enix we can probably get capcom but and j70 certainly shocked me a little bit when he when they said that I would that if I was the head of Sony, I would certainly have the talk with Microsoft if they came a call in regarding buying the PlayStation brand, which is interesting. If they did that, it's also disturbing. I don't think they would do. I don't think Sony would do that. That because this also indicates that that's clearly not the case. So it's a little weird when I heard that, but. Yeah, the only shocking moment that he's that they said that I agree with was that really the only other studio I don't see them, uh, the only studio publisher I can see them buying that would surprise me at this point would be, would definitely be Nintendo. But yeah, that's about it for this first half. Tune in for this ad break as we'll be right back with these after these messages to talk about another side of the industry and then finally end this podcast off with another video game talk. Take, take care, and I'll see you in a little bit. Welcome back. Let's finish this last half of Neo Reality Collective episode 28 and find out what happens next. Speaking broadly, I'm pro hubris, but how on earth do you think we can, we're going to make a god in a few hours? Tony Stark. There will always be a war. 
That's the one thing we can always be sure of. Irene Alder, aka Destiny. For a million years, Earth has been protected from the Deviants. But we made a mistake. We missed some. The mutants. Dirge. Ah. Uh, yeah! Um... The next big comic event going to happen and break down is Judgment Day. Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals clash in the ultimate war. Not that ultimate war. The, this is a new war. Because we gotta do our heroes versus heroes versus heroes now. Let's just take two hero teams and then add it to three. So, it was announced on February 1st that Karen Gillian and Valerino I'm pretty sure I butchered those names and Marti Garcia uh, are doing a project called Judgment Day the next big Marvel Comics crossover event because we need more where this is now going to revolve around the Eternals and the X-Men with the Avengers now basically caught in the middle so yeah, this is what was announced on Marvel.com. The next Marvel Comics epic is here. From the brilliant mind of superstar writer Kieran Gillian, Kieran Gillian, and the incredible talents of acclaimed artist Valerio Ski, he comes Judgment Day, a Marvel Universe spanning event launching in July. Already redefining the eternal mythos and Eternals, and soon to be spearheading the, the next age of mutant kind in Immortal X-Men. Gillian will take its work on both tiles, as well as recent storylines in Jason Aaron Javier Garian's Avengers run for an odyssey that will usher in dramatic developments for these three core Marvel teams. And the artist, proven already proven to be a masterful event storytelling in books like Empire and Inferno, will deliver his the breathtaking action, high-stakes thrills that transpire when superhero titans clash. Together, these iconic creators have crafted an intense saga that destined to take its place among the most impactful events in Marvel Comics history. Ah, a lot of buzzwords. The X-Men have achieved immortality, and the mutants have taken their place as the dominant species on the planet. The Eternals have discovered a long-hidden truth about their species, including a devastating truth about mountain kind. The Avengers are coming in direct conflict with the Celestials and are currently using a fallen Celestial as their base of operations, slowly unlocking their secrets. When the Eternals brazenly target the mutant nation of Krakoa, the Avengers try to desperately de-escalate a potentially apocalyptic war. Sadly, Apocalypse is currently hanging out with his children, so he's not going to be here for the frills, probably. But this is no simple conflict. The Eternals' purpose cannot be denied, and Mutant future will not be threatened. And after the opening battles, new players and relations for both sides will emerge as the inhabitants of the Marvel Universe are judged by the greatest power they ever come into contact with. He is known as... The Unmaker! No, that's the Dark Age timeline. Uh, that's not it. This is a classic metaphor to describe the Marvel Universe. A toy box. Which creators take toys out, play with, and put back. I get it. It's, but it's never quite how I've seen it. I think play in another way. I think of music shop with all those instruments with different qualities suggesting different songs. Different stories, Gillian explained. For all the Marvel instruments I played, I've never written an event. Writing an event is something different. It's not like playing in an instrument. It's like all the instruments in the Marvel music shop. Uh, that's not like writing a song. That's like writing a sympathy. Sympathy. Uh, hold on. Symphony. I looked at everything in Eternals and Immortal X-Men and everything else all the X and Avengers writers have done and thought, yeah, this is an event. And in fact, 
act and event the only way to do justice to this the beach boys brian wilson described the music he was reaching for a teenage sympathies to god i think that's the best marvel event what the what the best marvel events aspire to be and it's what we're aspiring to here i want the scale i want the heartbreak i want a book that wears its heart on its sleeve even as it put, puts a fist in your face i want something something wagner in and its volume as emotional as god only knows the artist of the book uh, said this, It's great to have the opportunity to draw another Marvel event after Empire. The difference is that last time I was just excited. Now I know how high the expectations are, so I now I am both excited and a bit scared. Luckily for me, I have the great Killian Gilly Gillian and Marti Garcia watching my back, and together we can face any cosmic threat. Along with that, it was announced that Free Comic Book Day will feature Avengers X-Men number 1, which will basically be a massive preview for the upcoming Judgment Day event. Marvel Comics will celebrate Free Comic Book Day this year with three separate Free Comic Book one-shots. Avengers and X-Men, packed with three stories. Avengers and X-Men will offer a new and old ex and an exciting entry point into some of Marvel's biggest upcoming stories and characters. Announced earlier today with the next Marvel Comics event that will arrive this summer, Written by Karen Gillian with art by Velioski. Yeah, I'm butchering that name a lot, aren't I? Judgment Day will see the Avengers trying to desperately avert a war between the Eternals and X-Men. The fans will get their first glimpse of the new conflict in the Free Comic Book Day event, with a prelude story by Gillian Dustin Weaver. Also coming this summer will be the X-Men's second annual Hellfire Gala! And I'm certainly not going to say anything more about that later down the road. Last year, Mutant Kind terraformed Mars and announced a new X-Men team. What do they have in store for the Marvel Universe this time around? Find in an Elite story made by X-Men scribe Gary Douglin and Martillo Loi. The free comic book day Avengers X-Men will also mark the exciting debate of a new Marvel hero that Marvel has big plans for this year. Meet Bloodline, an introduction story by Denny Lowe, and artist Gary Dubra. <laughs> So, yeah, it's the next big tease for the big event comics going on. I feel like it's definitely not going to go ahead and be something that signifies the MCU is going to have that are going to justify bringing in mutants. And they're certainly not going to do another comic book crossover event uh, right around the same time, right? Spoilers for getting a Secret Invasion sequel. Yeah. So, Marvel announced yet another secret invasion. Uh... Oh dear. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, there's talks that this could be a sequel or a full-blown reboot of the story, Secret Invasion. But let's be real, it involves Maria Hill and Nick Fury, and not the Nick Fury from the Marvel show, but Marvel Cinematic Universe, just Maria Hill. The, the thing is, is that this is clearly just an advertisement for the upcoming, you know, the upcoming Secret Invasion series where the scrolls are the good guys in the story. So yeah, big advertisement right there, everybody. I mean, that, that's clear what this is. It's an advertisement book for the for the Disney Plus show. 
And finally, we get our last talk of the day. Rockstar finally says it's well underway the next Grand Theft Auto video game. Yes! Press release came out by Rockstar spokesperson wrote, oh, With the unprecedented longevity of GTA V, we know many of you have been asking us about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. With every new project we embark on, our goal is to always signify move beyond what we have previously delivered. We are pleased to confirm that the active development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready, so please stay tuned to the Rockstar Newswire for official details. On behalf of our entire team, we thank you all for your support and cannot wait to step into the future with you. So, IGN back then reported that the game GTA 6 was well in was in development back in 2020, but that was a long way from release. Further reports pegged the game to release sometime in 2024 or 2025. As for the game itself, uh, Rockstar isn't saying anymore right now or committing to when it will say more. Previous reports have said that the initial version of GTA 6 could be smaller than GTA 5 with updates used to build on it over time. Roadmaps! That doesn't scream problem! A report said that the game will return to a Miami inspired by city setting. Yay! And some fans even think Rockstar snuck a first screenshot into the GTA Trilogy remasters. Last year, Rockstar patented a new NPC system for NPC navigations. Which some believe will be used for the next GTA. The system is designed to make for realistic traffic behavior, creating more lifelike road users, with particular view to making it a useful multiplayer network gaming community. The first, this will be the first modern GTA game released after the departure of Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser, who helped write all the GTA games from 2 to 5, as well as the Red Dead series Bully Max Payne 3. His brother Sam Hauser remains on the project. So, yeah, we're finally. Fun! Gang of GTA 6. Yay! Oh, God. I'm also nervous about this because it's, well, Rockstar these days, and they've been so consumed by GTA Online, they neglected Red Dead Online. And I don't know how they're going to integrate GTA Online with GTA. With GTA 6, I, I don't know. I, I'm worried about that. Or is this going to be like Call of Duty where all your progress is just forgotten and then replaced with the next stuff? Or FIFA Online and whatnot where you bought everything and then just wasted all your money in the end? Or are they going to be like, they're going to make a separate entity or GTA Online and make like a, um, if I had to find the way to best different libraries where you could have the original GTA Online taking place in San Andreas or, and then there's a second portal where you can go and hang out with the GTA 6 setting or you know do that kind of innovation I don't know I am nervous about that idea we'll see but that that's good we're gonna have to wait a couple more years and more things down the road but yeah, that's about it for Neo Reality Collective this week. Uh, there will be more reviews coming in in the coming days, hopefully, if anything comes up. Uh, because I had something go on in my personal life that stopped me from making an episode when I wanted to this week. Till like literally Saturday. So we'll see what happens in the next coming days. I still plan to cover the Destiny of X stuff. But we'll see how that turns out and as we continue moving forward with this. This was Neo Reality Collective. Feel free to stay tuned for more on Anchor.fm and on my other content libraries. Please check out YouTube and see all my uploads and rehash and old YouTube content. 
and be sure to stay tuned for more i'll see y'all next time peace and take care have a good day and stay tuned for this last intro uh, last mess add that message and stay tuned for the outro i'll see y'all next time take care everybody and have a good day be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on youtube channels such as neo reality entertainment nre the wrestleverse and nre pop culture omniversa